Hey, Bulls Nation. Welcome to the season recap episode of the Rebuildable Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Gentile, and mercifully, the season is over. The Bulls finished the 2021 campaign at 31 and 41, 11th spot in the Eastern Conference, and just missed the illustrious play-in tournament. It's kind of weird. Before the season, I did a two-part season preview Uh, One episode with Rob Schaefer, the other with Doug Tonus. In the episode with Doug, I predicted the Bulls to win 33 games. And in the episode with Rob, Rob's projected win total was actually 31. So he hit it right on the nose. Shout out to to Rob Schaefer for, for getting that right. I think if you had told me that when the season started, I would have been okay with it. Because I really thought... And for you loyal listeners, you've heard me say this a thousand times. I thought this would be a season of evaluation. So my expectation level was pretty low coming into the year. I just wanted to see if Zach Levine would take another step, Kobe White would take a a step in year two, would Laurie Markkinen have a rebound season, would Wendell Carter flash and improve under Billy Donovan, would Pat Williams show us that he has what it takes to play in this league and be worthy of the number four pick. Those are the things I wanted to see. Now, the answers we got was that Zach Levine improved, finally reached all-star status in, in this league. Kobe White was erratic for most of the year, but really came on strong at the end of the year. Laurie Markkinen didn't really have the bounce back year we expected and continued to show his inconsistencies and lack of aggression. And Wendell Carter, surprising to me, flamed out and was traded away. Now, when Wendell Carter was traded to the Orlando Magic in a deal that brought back Nikola Vucevic, I, like many Bulls fans, had sort of changed my expectations. I moved the goalposts, and I got shame on me for that. Because when Nikola Vucevic was acquired, all of a sudden I went from saying this is a season of evaluation to thinking this team might actually get into the Eastern Conference playoffs. In fact, I foolishly thought that they had a really good shot of getting the sixth seed. Because remember, at that point, things were really jumbled in the East. You had so many teams that were kind of close together between, you know, 10 and 5 that I thought it was very possible the Bulls could get the sixth seed. That clearly didn't happen. And after the Bulls acquired Vucevic and Daniel Tice and Troy Brown Jr., I thought they had the pieces to push them into the playoff picture and firmly plant them there without question. Instead, we saw it took time for the roster to gel. We saw that maybe some of those complementary pieces, just they weren't good enough. I think we also saw that with Zach Levine out of the lineup, It really made things difficult, especially as the schedule got more difficult. So yes, while I predicted roughly this kind of an outcome with these many wins, I certainly had changed my expectation level and and feel kind of disappointed with the way the season finished. There's a lot more questions than answers. We've, of course, heard from Billy Donovan and Arturis Karnaschovas in the last couple of days following the end of the season. And I think we heard a lot of things that, you know, usually hear, you know, from Billy Donovan, we heard a lot of that coach speak about having to reevaluate things and, 
I, I know from Arturis Karnaschovas, he made a comment about uh, being still interested in, in bringing back Laurie or wanting Laurie as part of this team. I think the only reason he wants him part of this team is maybe in a sign and trade to get Lonzo Ball or something. I don't know. I, I just don't think that they're really that interested in him. I think they want to leave that door open of possibly matching any contract and then working out sign and trade packages. It's the only reason that I think he said that. So I, I don't think Laurie Markin is part of the long-term plans. I, I think he was probably very disappointing. And, you know, with the way this free agent crop is, Laurie Markkinen actually could still get paid. And I'm, if I'm the Chicago Bulls, I, I don't know if I'm looking to pay him in the neighborhood of uh, 18 to $20 million a year. So, you know, we'll see how that situation pans out. But with the way that this offseason is shaping up, one thing that I was encouraged to hear Arturis Karnaschovas say a couple of days ago was that he still wants to be aggressive. He wants to try to get this team to that next step, being a playoff team next year. Now, we know that there's obstacles with that because when the Bulls did acquire Nikola Vucevic, they gave up draft capital. They gave up this year's first-round pick. Now, again, it's protected, but you have to hope the Bulls' lottery ball gets them into the top four. If it doesn't, then it's Orlando's pick. So you have to have a lot go your way. And, you know, what kind of stinks, and while I, I really am okay with, with the Vucevic acquisition and I'm, I'd rather have a player of his caliber on the roster and look to improve the team with him here, it does kind of stink that in a deep draft, you don't necessarily have that extra bullet in the chamber because you can use that in a trade package. Don't necessarily even have to pick a player. It's just an extra asset to have. And with the NBA, there's always players that are on the move. And, you know, especially for a team like the Bulls, they do have to do some some adding this offseason. They have $23 million in cap space available. They could do some finagling by moving Thaddeus Young, Tomas Sadoransky. But... You know, as it stands, they have some cap space to make a significant move. And I think we all know the, the position of need is point guard on this team. You know, I I think Kobe White, especially late this season, showed you he can still be a valuable piece on this team. But in terms of a pure facilitating point guard, and I've said it on past episodes, that's just not who he is. And that's okay. You know, I am totally fine with Kobe White being a combo guard, and he doesn't even have to start games. He can finish games. I'm fine with that. You want to have a three-guard lineup and Kobe White's finishing games next to Zach and whatever point guard you acquire? Go for it. He has enough talent. He is a piece that you would like to have on your roster. You know, if you're going into playoff contention... There's nothing wrong with having a Kobe White on your roster at all. I think most GMs would like to have a Kobe White on their roster. He's a valuable piece. Is he necessarily a superstar caliber player? Probably not. But he doesn't have to be. I think people who had those expectations because he was the number seven pick have to realize sometimes a number seven pick can be a a really good role player 
In fact, probably most number seven picks are really good role players. They're not necessarily superstar caliber. So it's totally fair that Kobe White is who he is. But I think to get better, they are going to have to acquire a point guard of substance. Now, some of the point guards that are on the market this year and just looking at free agency, again, Lonzo Ball, we know that there's mutual interest there. The Chicago Bulls did try to make a play from around the deadline. New Orleans wouldn't budge, but he will be on the market this year as a restricted free agent. There are some other veteran point guards on the market. Um, guys like Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, uh, Goran Dragic, I believe has a club option. But, you know, those guys are going to cost money. Kyle Lowry was making close to $30 million this season. Mike Conley is making close to $30 million this season. Um, those guys could still continue to make pretty decent amount of money. You know, so again, you'd have to do some manipulating of the cap. And do you want to hamstring your situation going into next year by adding those kind of point guards to the team? That's another question you have to ask. Because the 2022 free agent crop could be a pretty substantial group. So you kind of want to have your powder dry and ready to roll to acquire somebody that's uh, a higher caliber free agent. But, you know, maybe it's within the trade market. It's going to be tough without the draft capital, but maybe... Maybe some player movements involved there. But it's going to be an interesting offseason. And one that's going to be pretty important. Because the way this team is built right now, you have two all-stars in Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. You have an intriguing, raw, young, stud-defending forward in Pat Williams. Could play the three or the four. Probably better suited at the four in this league. And again, you have Kobe White, who is, I think, a really solid combo guard to have on your roster. So with those four, can you add a player of substance so you can finally have a playoff caliber team going into 2022? Because at the end of the day, that's going to be key. It's going to be key to this whole operation. The situation the Bulls are in right now is sort of the fork in the road between having to start over with a complete rebuild or being able to build off the current core you have right now. And I don't think we'll see how it plays out until we progress through next season. And it will probably be right around the trade deadline where we will get a sense of where this is heading because the Zach Levine situation also looms and plays a large role in this whole thing. I know some Bulls fans are on edge right now with with that contract situation. Truth is, the Bulls are going to try to do everything in their power to to extend him. No doubt about it. It saves them money, and he is a valuable piece that could speed up this process of building a playoff contending team. But Zach Levine would be doing himself a disservice by signing an extension right now by waiting one more year he cashes in more because of his bird rights. So, I mean, Zach Levine would be crazy to sign the extension now. It'd be better if he waits a year. And for his sake, it's better to wait a year to kind of evaluate the situation with the roster. If the Chicago Bulls do improve, though, and Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley 
make substantial moves by acquiring a solid veteran point guard to play with Zach Levine in the backcourt. They find some other pieces to add to the roster to complement this team. That could include bringing back Daniel Tice to be a rim protector on a on a mid-level exception. But whatever moves they make, if it puts them in playoff contention, it's going to help. It's only going to help. Because otherwise, you're going to have to tear this down to the studs again. And I think the Bulls have to create a scenario this offseason by building a competitive team that can stay steadily in the playing and playoff picture somewhere above 500 next season. Because I could see a scenario where if the Bulls are kind of in the position they were this past year, where they're 5 to 10 games under 500 by the deadline, that the Bulls could trade Zach Levine in that scenario and try to recoup at least a little bit of assets and start a mini rebuild. Or if they're 5 to 10 games over 500, find themselves in a, in a solid spot to be a play-in or playoff team next year, you know, ride that into the playoffs, have an opportunity to re-sign Zach and have an intriguing situation to possibly sign a big-name free agent to come play with Zach. You know, that's, that's the scenario I hope that plays out. Most Bulls fans would hope that plays out. But again, a lot is going to have to happen this offseason for that to play out. And that kind of transitions into something I want to do with this podcast this offseason. For those of you that have been listening since the beginning or maybe have gone back and listened to some of the old episodes... You know that the purpose of this podcast was to really look at the long-term direction of the team and try to approach everything with a bird's-eye view of how any move that the Bulls make could have a ramification on the Bulls' path to a playoff and title contention. And one of the ways we did that very early in this podcast was by having guests come on and present a rebuilding plan. And that was still at the time when Garpax were in charge. But I got away from that format because when the 2020 season was in progress, it didn't seem like a viable way of doing episodes while games were going on. And we didn't really have an off season this past year because of the pandemic and the bubble and the shortened season. So I didn't really get back to that format. And that format, I think, is what brought you listeners to this podcast was that unique format of having guests play armchair GM. And what I want to let everyone know is this offseason, we're going to get back to that. The guests that come on the Rebuildable podcast are going to be playing the role of Arcturus Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley in these upcoming episodes. They'll be creating a scenario to help the Bulls become a playoff-ready team in 2022 and a top-tier team in the Eastern Conference by 2023. So I'm really excited to get back to this. Again, it's fun when you have an off-season like this because you can speculate, you you can create scenarios for adding substantial players to the roster, whether that's through free agency, the draft, 
trade market. I want to see what some of our guests can do. So some of those podcasters and writers and reporters, I want to put them to the test and see can they create a viable situation for the Chicago Bulls and get them back on to playoff or title contending track by 2023. And I want them to do it with the intention of making next season's team in 2022 a playoff team. We'll have more information on who those guests will be. I've started talking with uh, some of the usual uh, suspects within Bulls Nation about coming on to uh, do this. And I've gotten some commitments now. We should have some episodes rolling out in maybe the next week or so. So keep an eye out on the Rebuildable Podcast's Twitter channel at Rebuild underscore A underscore Bull or through my Twitter handle at mgentile88 and gentile is spelled G-E-N-T-I-L-E. So I'm really looking forward to that and I know it always makes good, good fodder, good episodes for people to kind of think about potential options for the Chicago Bulls this coming summer. I want to thank everybody who's listened throughout the season. It's been sort of erratic. You know, with my work situation changing a little bit, uh, I haven't had the the time, especially early on, as I adapt to, to some changes. But the good news is I'm starting to find a rhythm, and I think having these types of formatted episodes and, and planning some of these ahead of time we're definitely going to have some episodes more consistently, so I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said, be on the lookout through our Twitter channels. And, of course, if you're subscribing to the Rebuildable Podcast, you're going to get the latest episodes anyway. If you haven't done that yet, please do so through any of the major streaming services you use for your podcast. Can't wait to get to those Bulls Nation. Please get vaccinated and continue to stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Rebuildable Podcast. Be sure to check us out and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever else you stream your podcasts.